Are you talking to me? Yeah, you! Wait up! Wait, bro! Oh. Oh. Uh, can I help you? Yeah! Ooh. Can I tell you about Jesus? What? Hello and welcome to the Bold Believer Podcast, a podcast focusing on apologetics and faith-based questions and answers, diving deep into the historical evidence for the Christian faith, truths founded in Scripture, and how it plays out in the world we live in today. And now, here is your host, Josh Snyder. All righty, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening in the world today. I'm Josh Snyder, your host, as always, here on the Bold Believer Podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. And uh, we started it a little bit uh, unorthodox here today, a little bit different, as you heard. It wasn't some random problem that we had going with the show. It was an intentional plug. Because today we're going to be talking a bit about what this individual at this airport may not have been doing. And that is properly or adequately or wisely sharing his faith. Boldness is good, and as you know, and as anybody who listens to this podcast knows, I am all about being bold about your faith, and that is the primary reason why we started this podcast, is to encourage, strengthen, and fortify you in your faith so you have the boldness and the, and the mindset to go out and to share that with the world around you. But there are ways in which we can share our faith that may not be beneficial for the kingdom. Uh, Yelling at somebody across a a random airport while they're trying to rush to their next plane may not be the best way to try to share your faith in most cases. In most cases, I say that because sometimes God does call us to be a little bit unorthodox or completely unorthodox and make somebody uncomfortable to share our faith out of the blue, out of nowhere, no ramps, nothing. But many times, I believe he encourages us, and we see this example in the life of Christ all through his life, and we're going to talk a little bit about it as we move throughout today's episode. But I believe we see this example of how we can share our faith or how we can share the truth of what Christ has done, what God has done for us in our sin-cursed world uh, properly. And if we can share that adequately or properly or clearly in such a way that people who hear us know that we love them, we care about them, and we aren't, we aren't here to throw rocks at them, but we are here to share the love of Christ with them, then I believe it will be a lot better received. I hope that, that makes sense. And uh, so today we're going to go through an acronym that I, that I coined for the term BOLD. Back when I first started this podcast, I was going to run through a lesson that we had going called uh, the Bold Believer Podcast uh, Layout or Lesson. And uh, we simply took bold, and we took every letter, and every letter represented something that I believe that we could work on or improve or use as a tool to build the kingdom of God. And uh, for one reason or another, we actually never did it back when we started the podcast. And now we can't do it. About three or four weeks ago, I deleted everything of importance on my computer accidentally. That is a long story. But if your computer ever pops up with a signal or a little warning that says there is not enough room in your your, uh, recycle bin to store all of the files that you wish to delete, would you like to permanently delete them? Even if you think that uh, you're only deleting a handful of files you don't want, you better check and make sure you're deleting the right files because you can't get them back very easily. Uh, Believe me, I went and paid for a service 
to try to get them back, and I only got like a third of them back. And uh, most of my sermons and lessons and things like that got taken out as well, but that is okay. They were all built around scripture, and so the cool part about all that is I can go back and get into the Word of God and rebuild. So, but anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about sharing our faith and how can we properly share our faith. And I don't want to keep beating around the bush here. We we have a, a time frame to meet, and so we don't want to keep you here too long. But uh, we're going to start off and build up through this episode this acronym called BOLD. Thankfully, I had by memory this acronym that I, I coined a couple of years ago for the for the word BOLD when speaking on what it means to be a BOLD believer. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about here today starts with the letter B. If you know anything about acronyms. <laughs> so the word BOLD spells out B-O-L-D. B stands for build relationships. Build relationships. Say it with me. Build relationships. I'm just kidding. I, I can't hear you. It doesn't matter if you say it or not. Christ, all through his earthly ministry, and the love of God that we see initiated in him, the God-man, was one of not only sharing the truth, but it was one of that in action. It was one of whoever he met in whatever circumstance they were in, whatever place they were in in their life. He desired to, to know them, to interact with them on a deeper level. He had an inner circle, and, and people came around him, and he said, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. He wanted to engage with the people, no matter how small or great those people were in his life, he wanted to engage actively with them. And I believe that is one of the key things that had Christ standing out from any other person of that day who stood up and said, I have the answers. Because note this, Christ was not unique in the fact that he stood up claiming to be the way, the truth, and the life. Christ was not unique in the fact that he stood up and did miraculous things, though those things were were very verifiable. He did miraculous things and they weren't trickery. They were verifiable. People showed up and saw dead men rise. People showed up and saw the lame healed. People saw blind men receive their sight. Uh, The list goes on, but that wasn't the only reason people flocked to him. It wasn't just because he gave them food sometimes, though that was kind of cool too. It was because he showed genuine love and and care for the people around him. And that came down in this particular area, the B, the build relationships, came down to him actively reaching out to those people, even people who were marginalized, and and sharing of himself and, and his knowledge and his time and the things that he had with those people and investing in those people. I believe if we're going to reach a lost world, if you and I, if you Christian and I are going to go out and to actively be the hands and feet of Christ in today's society and in any time from now till he returns, we are going to need to be willing to go out and to actively pursue relationships with the world around us. That does not mean, and please note this, that does not mean that we are to go out and to do some of the things that the world does. That does not mean we are supposed to be of the world, as Scripture says. We are supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. We aren't supposed to partake in sin. We aren't supposed to uh, put our stamp of approval on lifestyles that that dishonor God. We aren't supposed to say, hey, that's good. You go do you, boo, and, and everything's cool, and everything's chill, and Jesus loves you. Man, Jesus does love you, and that is why he died, but he died so that your sin, my sin, our iniquities and trespasses against God and man could be perfectly forgiven, and he perfectly showed his love to us. 
when he came and had a relationship, entered into the human race to, to grow, to learn, to increase in wisdom and stature, scripture says, and to go through all these things yet without sin, to be the perfect human. God in flesh, Jesus Christ, was the perfect example of a one who stepped out to build relationships. My dad says it like this. Pastor Robert Snyder over in Lewistown, Montana says it like this. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. We need to show the world around us that we care, not only in word, but actually actively seeking to consistently show it. Because here's the thing. Anybody can stand up and volunteer at a soup kitchen and say, hey, Jesus loves you. And sometimes that might be the only chance we get to to actively put ourselves out in places like that, depending on your schedule and how, where God has got you at in this point in time. But people aren't going to be changed in most cases because of that. They're going to be changed because they see that you truly have something that is different, that is desirable, that the Holy Spirit truly indwells you. And that requires more than just a few seconds of people being with you. That requires relationship and actively pursuing that relationship and getting to know that person and finding out what their story is so that you can point them to his story, his truth, the way, the truth, and the life. And that and that, that all boils down to one man. And Jesus Christ is that man. So build relationships. Actively pursue relationships with those around you so that we might be the salt and light wherever we are at. The second thing in this acronym of which we're going through here today and one that I believe will help you uh, if you go through this in your mind when considering what can I do for the kingdom today, I believe it will help you more properly and boldly share your faith. And so the, the O for the word bold in the acronym of which we're dividing out here is to obey the Spirit's leading. Obey the Spirit's leading. Some of this stuff you might hear and be like, oh, well, that's obvious. Okay. Okay, well, that doesn't mean that our minds are going to bring them into remembrance very easily in time of conflict. One of, the, one of my favorite lessons or th- favorite things to speak on is the lesson of remembering what God has done for me. This idea that we are going to forget the mighty things that God has done in our lives. And when those days come, we need to have things in our life set up to remind us of those things, to bring back into remembrance. Like in the Old Testament, the stones of remembrance they set up, the altars that they set up, so that when they forgot of what what God did for them, they'd walk by and see those altars sitting by the Jordan River or by their camps. And that would trigger memories of the things that God has done in their lives. We need these same types of memorials set up in our lives. So no matter how obvious or or canned this some of this stuff sounds i i hope that you can take it and put it to memory because i don't know about you stuff like acronyms stuff like smaller words that help my brain that gets a billion things stuck in it at one time help trigger the things that i need to remember so our second level here is obeying the spirit's leading this is as pretty straightforward as it sounds it's not as simple as most of us know Sometimes the Spirit's leading isn't as obvious in some circumstances. God, do I need to do this? Do I need to move? Do I need to stay? Do I need to go here? Do I need to go there? Do I need to say this? Do I need to be quiet? But most of the time, if you are actively pursuing God in His Word, starting your day and going throughout your day in prayer, making intercession for not only yourself and your needs, but the needs of those around you, God will speak. God will move. It may not be an audible voice, but... 
I am living proof that God speaks and leads. And let me say this, his voice will never, his voice will never contradict his word. His voice and the things that he will lead you to do in your life, whether it be witness to somebody or whether it be go and uh, share your faith on the street corner, his voice will never contradict the Bible. And so with that in mind, understand that when we are led by the Spirit to do something, when we are directed and guided to do something, the greatest place that we could be is right there, wherever he's directing. When we are right where God wants us to be, I've said it a thousand times, maybe more, there's no better place to be, whether it be in the hardest hardest of circumstances, whether it be in the greatest of storms, whether it be in the lowest of valleys, if God is there, I want to be there. I remember a story of, of myself uh, years ago when I was leaving church one afternoon, very, very much so energized from from the service and the things that we talked about there in that service. And uh, so I, I began to walk home. And as I walked home, I began to pray and ask God, God, please please lead me to be able to speak with somebody today about you, to plug salvation or the gospel or something in some way to somebody. And I've told this story before if you listen to the Stones of Remembrance uh, episode, but I'll briefly touch it real quick because I think it ties this message very well. And so as I walked home, moments later as I was praying, uh, I looked and saw this individual walking towards me and I felt the Spirit, the Spirit's pull. If if you've been a Christian for very long, you know what I'm talking about. The Spirit's pull or the Spirit's leading to take the track out, take a track out of my pocket and just give it to that individual. And uh, I did. I I walked up next to him and as I was going by him, I didn't actually want to because it was uncomfortable. It was weird and I didn't want him to think I was weird and things like that. Everything, you know, the things that we think of when, when considering, do I need to share my faith in this circumstance? And, and but I did it, and I and I handed it to him, and I said, "Hey, this is kind of kind of random, kind of kind of weird, maybe, but I, I believe I, I'm I'm led to to give you this this little track. It's got some solid information in it about uh, eternity, and and uh, some truth about God in it." And I said something along those lines, and he he took it. He looked at me, and he said, "Oh, dude, I'm dude, I'm a Satanist," and uh, I said, "Well, and you really need Jesus." Or Jesus isn't biased against the fact that you think Satan is more powerful or something something like that. I said something like that. And uh, that's it. That's that's the entire conversation. I said, uh, please consider uh, reading it on some free time. God loves you and I care about you and and your your eternity. And, And we left off on that. Unlike the intro here on this episode, I didn't chase him down and I didn't pin him down for an answer about his salvation right then and there. I didn't uh, take somebody who was looked like he was en route to go do something and stop him and being an annoyance to him with the gospel. I took it and even though there was some uncomfortability in it and maybe even for him, you know, maybe there was some annoyance. I believe there was a balance of grace and truth. I wanted to share the truth, but I wanted to be graceful where he was at. I obeyed the Spirit's leading, I believe, in that instance. And I pray that God did something greater with that. And as I walked, I had another instance where I said, God, please lead me to speak to one more person. I don't, I don't care who it is. I don't care who, wherever it's at. And I even actually got down to praying, God, which direction do you want me to turn? You know, sometimes I, I get that detailed. And God, which direction do you want me to turn as I'm walking? And 
I believe he led me to walk up Main Street. So I went over and I walked up Main Street to get to my house. And as I was walking, I get yelled at through the McDonald's drive-through window, the back drive-through window there. One of my uh, one of my coworkers, because I worked at McDonald's at the time, yelled out the back window, "Hey, Josh, come over here!" And I uh, thought, "All right, all right, God, I'll share with her as well." And she had uh, a little space in between all of the traffic that she was uh, taking orders from. And I was able to ask her how her day was going and say, hey, I feel led to give this to you. And I handed out a, a little gospel track, had, some, had a little story in it, and shared the gospel in it. And I said, if you got some free time between orders, please read it. And she looked at me and said, okay, okay. With a smile on her face, she said, I will, I will. And uh, not too long after that, I heard that she went and joined a good church in town and, and uh, made a profession of faith and got baptized and things like that. Whether or not that was totally related to that instance where I handed her that track, I, I'm not aware of whether it was or not, but I know that when the Spirit leads, there is fruit, there is benefit. God has a desired outcome for that circumstance or that place or that people, and so sometimes God will lead us to do things that are uncomfortable. Know that God does not desire that we sit in the boat the entire time as He will call us to step out, and it is up to us whether or not we have the faith to trust that God will help us walk on the water when we, uh, when, when, when we step out. And so let me challenge you. If, you. if you don't know what it means to be led of the Holy Spirit, get into the Word of God, have a relationship with Him, and, and, and grow that through the reading of the Word of God and, and prayer. And so if you have areas in which you are slacking, of which I just mentioned, I, I want to encourage you, get into those areas. Dig into those areas and pursue relationship with the God of the universe because he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to lead and guide your life. You just got to have the willingness to listen to that leading. And you can't hear it if you're super distracted. Sometimes in this life, we need to shut some things off for a time. Sometimes in this life, we need to slow down our pace at which we're running. I'm, I'm preaching at myself right there because there's so many voices that we can listen to, but there is only one Holy Spirit. And when he leads, the best outcome will take place. Moving right along here, the L in the acronym BOLD, L stands for love God and love others. Love God and love others. We touched on some of the things that can encompass this topic when I talked about building relationships or stepping out and being willing to to actually get down on people's levels and get to know them and, and encourage them and and be that light, not just touch and go, but be a part of their life. What is the greatest commandment by, by uh, somebody in the crowd while he was speaking? He was asked, what, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, well, the greatest commandment is twofold. It comes like this. Love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love others like you love yourself. Take care of other people as if it is though you were taking care of your own body. So when we put God first, when we pursue actively that building of the Holy Spirit, like we talked about a second ago, that building relationship, that fire of the Holy Spirit, when we pursue that actively, when we love God, and we couple that with with loving people around us and genuinely showing that we love them, there's a word that we use probably kind of loosely these days, and it is not as powerful as it was when it was originally being used here in Scripture. But if you open up your, your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, there's a word that is used in the, uh, the King James that I think encompasses 
this thought of love in action so well. And most versions change the word to love. So you've heard the passage, love is patient, love is kind. It goes on to give some details about the power of love. The King James Version uses the word charity. And I believe this is a very, very solid word for love in action. Because love can mean so many different things. Is it erotic love? Is it... Is it, uh, is, it, is it brotherly love? What kind of love are we talking about here? This gives details on the kind of love that we are supposed to show to the world around us. And that love is charitable love. Or, or a love that is, well, let's just read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8 says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, wow, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away charity love in action are we charitable that doesn't i'm not asking you are you are you a person that goes and volunteers for the homeless people sometimes that's all we think of when we think of the word charity oh i'm going to show some charity to some people today so i'm going to donate uh, some money to this shelter and and that's good there's nothing wrong with doing those things but is it our lifestyle do we love god And do we show the charity that he has called us to show to every person around us, whether they be saved or lost, the charity that we are called to show to everyone? Are we showing that and sharing that in our lives? So the final uh, part of this acronym that I encourage you to consider when thinking about how can I how can I uh, adequately, how can I powerfully and boldly share my faith today? uh, We have build relationships. That's B. O is obey the Spirit's leading. L is love God and love others. And then that final one, deliver truth with grace. D stands for deliver truth with grace. This is so crucial because so often, just like the person at the beginning of today's episode did not consider, was delivering the truth with grace. He had a passion. I I know many people who have a passion. You see people, especially when they first come straight out the gate, they are uh, new, newly saved. They have such a passion for God, which is amazing. But sometimes there is, there is a little bit of grace that is lacking in the truth in which they are trying to share to the world around them because they, their eyes have been opened. They've, they've been enlightened to the truth in God's word. They see that this is all coming to pass, that the world is going to end soon, and they want to get up and go and take a sword for take the sword of the Spirit, and which is the Word of God according to Scripture, and start slashing everything in their path, trying to scratch and claw the truth into people around them and to shove it down people's throats, as some people might put it. But I believe that the kingdom, the people around us in which we are trying to reach, and ourselves even, will reap the most benefit from our fulfilling of the Great Commission, sharing the gospel, when we are able to balance grace and truth. John chapter 1 gives a very uh, a very vivid description of Christ's deity. It gives details the fact that he was in the beginning with God and he was God. He was that word that became flesh. But it goes on to give some details about 
what he came in and how he interacted with the world around himself when verse 14 of John 1 states, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we as humans beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father. This is Christ it's speaking of. And it finishes off in the verse, full of grace and truth. He came in grace and truth. Christ had that perfect balance, and it just overjoys me to sit back and to consider that he not only died for us, he came knowing that he could have wiped out the human race legally in the eyes of God, justly wiped out the human race because of our sins. That was the truth of the matter. And he came and showed grace in place of that truth or along with that truth. Let me say it like that because he didn't neglect the sin. He didn't say, don't worry about your sin because your sin doesn't matter. I'm just here to show you love and to send you to heaven because God wouldn't send people to hell. No, God is perfectly just as he is perfectly love. He is perfectly powerful and and righteous as he is perfectly graceful. And Christ extended God's grace to the world around us, but also made sure it was always balanced with the truth and vice versa. And here in in the specific uh, topic, as we wrap up today's episode, we need to deliver truth with grace. Don't ever neglect truth first and foremost. Don't throw truth out just to sound nicer. Don't ever neglect the truth. But at, at times, we need to make sure we are balancing that truth with the grace that we were shown, with the grace that we need to share or show to the world around us so that we may not beat down the gospel upon people. The gospel is a gift from God Almighty. As John 3.16 states, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The gospel is a gift that we are to share with the world around us not a club to beat up the people that we think we are fighting against and our enemies that would oppose our advancements for the kingdom. Even though sometimes it feels like we are fighting people in this life, understand that the real battle is not with those people. The real battle is with the spiritual powers at work against their very souls. And we are commissioned by God to share, to be a bold believer, to show his love and share the truth with grace every day in our lives and whatever opportunities he gives you. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the Bold Believer Podcast. I hope this uh, little acronym of bold, uh, building relationships, obeying the spirits, leading, loving God and loving others and delivering truth with grace can be of uh, some help and some encouragement to you as you uh, try to try to understand what God would have you do today. Get specific in your praying. When you're asking God, God, what would you have me do in this instance? God wants to hear from you. And I believe specific prayers, you'll you'll receive some specific answers. At least I've seen that to be true in my life. And so reach out to the heavenly through prayer. Engage in getting to know God and his word and share that. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing or liking or following the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Share this episode with a friend if you found some help and encouragement in it. And uh, consider also leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts just to help boost this little uh, effort forward as we are hoping that it is a tool in which God is using to help you be more bold about your faith. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll talk to you again next week.
Excuse me, sir. Uh, yeah. We're gonna do for you. Uh, hi, my, my name is Josh. You don't know me. Uh, but I, I felt led to, to step over here really quickly. I, I, it seems like you're in a hurry, and uh, looks like you're getting ready to board your flight. But I, I, I felt led to, to give you this here, and it's a, it's a little little gospel track. It's got some Bible verses in it, some truth that I believe will change your life if, uh, if you read it and consider it and answer the question for yourself, what does it mean when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Because, real quick, I, I, I know you got to get going. If, if Jesus is not the way, then he's just a liar, and you can throw the track in the trash. But if he truly is God in flesh, if he truly died for the sin of the world to offer freedom from everything that we could ever do wrong, then that means something greatly and detrimentally to our eternity. And understand, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. This plane could go down, God forbid. Uh, our heart could stop beating. But where our eternal destination lies is what truly matters in this life. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. I, uh, uh, I've been, been going through some things lately, and I've, I've actually, I was praying to whoever, I don't even know, I was just praying with it myself. I want to know the truth. I, I, I want to make sense of this life. I, I want to know if there's an eternity and afterlife, and you might, you might just be the answer to that prayer. So thank you. I, I, I do have to go. My, my plane's taken off here. I, I, I will read this. I will, will consider greatly what you've said. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to give us a rating and follow us for more Christ-centered content as we learn and grow together wherever you get your podcasts. Now, go out and be a bold believer.